Hello, welcome to. What's the name again? It's a process. It's a process. We're joined today by Luis Martinez. Cerna Luis Martinez. Luis Cerna Martinez, my good friend and soon to be city council member. City councilman? Councilman, woman. Oh, depending. The, I, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so tell us about yourself, man. All right, so um, I am uh, pretty much a lifelong resident here in Wichita Falls. Um, I graduated from Old High. Uh, I went to college here at Vernon College. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. I just got to take a drink. <laughs> oh, what are you... Uh, what are you drinking? Oh, this? This is just Element. It's a uh, electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. No sugar, no artificial ingredients, no fillers. Element recharges and kickstarts your day. Supports metabolism. Oh. Element, if you're listening, please give me sponsorship. I really need it really bad. Thank you. Um, um, but yeah, so, anyway. uh, college, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, from my first semester of college, I actually dropped out, enlisted in the Army. Mm -hmm. Um. I did four years active duty, spent a year overseas, came back to Wichita Falls, uh, went back to Vernon College, and now I'm currently a student at Midwestern State University pursuing a bachelor's degree in political science, and I'm running for City Council District 2 here in Wichita Falls. Okay, good luck, man. <clears throat> you know, we're, uh, we're rooting for you over here, me, you, and all our friends and everything. I hope so. Rooting Maybe. On, rooting on my downfall? Low key. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, yeah, that guy, corrupt politician, my good friend. So uh, anyways, talk about your uh, military experience. How was that for you? Okay, yeah. So um, I guess the story with my military experience actually starts um, while I was in my first semester of college. Um, I was uh, at Vernon College halfway through my first semester and I was really undisciplined. I wasn't showing up to class. And I knew that I was going to fail pretty much all my classes that semester, so um, I just randomly one day was sitting in the parking lot thinking, hey, like, what else can I do? And I just, the idea came to me, like, hey, maybe enlist in the Army. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> like, for here, ISIS, or? <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one pays more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, so ISIS, <laughs> They yeah. audit this out. They have great health insurance. That's what I've heard, um, actually. They have really good teeth, like all the people over there. It's really interesting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I uh, went to the recruiter's office, signed up, and like two weeks later, I was uh, off to Fort Sill for basic training. Mm -hmm. um, I actually enlisted as what's known as a 74 Delta, which is a uh, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear specialist. Um, so in English, if someone's like dumb or something? It's like hazmat, pretty much. I guess the best way to put it. If someone's dumber than that, how would you explain it? Um, Not for me, you know, just someone like... Um, the I, Big Suit, Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay. One, yeah. You should have just said that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was a Monsters, Inc. guy in the Army, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then I, uh, after I, I uh, got done with all my training, mm -hmm. I went to Fort Bliss over in El Paso, I was attached to an air defense unit. I deployed with them. Um, I spent a year overseas uh, doing air defense stuff. Um, <clears throat> earned a few medals, stuff like that. And then whenever I left active duty. Medal of Honor? Oh, 
Yeah, all seven of them, dude. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, That's a game, right? Is that a game? <laughs> yeah, it was a video game. Okay. It was a like a PS2 video game, I think. Is it Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty, but like from like Great Value Call of Duty. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like we got Call of Duty at home, and you get home, <laughs> and it's yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? That's a very good question. Oh, mil- military. We really should take that all before this. What? <laughs> My ADD and your ADD. It's good, it's good, it's fun, it's fun. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, so, you did your you did your thing over at Fort Bliss. You were air control? Air defense. Yes. Air defense artillery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in an air defense unit, even though I was in air defense. Um, yeah, and then I, you know, went on deployment, came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went back, like I mentioned, I went back to college, uh, and I, I switched over to the reserve, so I'm, st- I'm still in the army. I'm just not active duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I switched over to the reserve so I could switch jobs and so that I, I could still kind of have a foot in the door, I guess, with the army because I didn't want to fully leave mm-hmm. the military because of uh, the structure and discipline that it really provided me with. I didn't want to just completely get out, so that's why I decided to join the reserves. <clears throat> so before, would you say you were pretty scatterbrained? Like when your first semester of college at Vernon? Yeah, I was really bad. Like I mentioned, um, I had no, I had no like uh, no self discipline. Like I told you, I wasn't showing up to class. I was, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess you could say I was pretty lazy. Um, I had no structure in my life. There wasn't really. I didn't have goals. I guess I didn't. I didn't have any long term goals other than graduate college, but I know a lot of times we need to set up these small term goals. And I think mm-hmm. that goes a lot with having a lot of self discipline is setting these small term goals, even daily goals of like, you know, getting up, making your bed, things like that, in order to prepare you to reach those, you know, medium to long term goals. And that's just something I was missing. And uh, I wasn't able to, uh, I guess, be successful in school because I just didn't really even know how to since. Before then, I feel like I was just gliding through life and just, you know, uh, meeting the bare minimum standard and never really, like, excelling in anything. Do you feel like you're excelling now, would you say? Um, On the path to it, at least? Uh, yeah, I think I think we can never truly say that we're excelling in every aspect of our life. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that there's always something to be improved uh, with everything in our lives. Um, I can't say I'm the most motivated person. I can't say I'm the most disciplined person, but like it is something that I work on every day. Um, I work on my daily goals every day. I don't, I don't meet my daily goals every day, and that's okay. I'm human, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's okay to let ourselves slip up, as long as the majority of the time we are working on ourselves uh, and building ourselves up <clears throat> as much as we can. Because with uh, with how quickly change, how, with how quickly life changes. We're never truly going to be in a place where you're 100% perfect, you're 100% disciplined. Um, things around you change. So I just feel that as long as you're at the minimum striving to uh, be better every day, I think that's good enough. So just really holding yourself accountable. And even if you don't reach that task that day, you can say, I did really good today. I did three of the five things. We can set mm-hmm. the two other for the rest of the week. Yeah, exactly. Like just to hold yourself accountable, but mm-hmm. always remember that uh, burnout is possible. A lot of people have have experienced burnout um, even at our age. So um, just I think it's always good to keep that in mind and you know give yourself a break every once in a while. Don't beat yourself up uh, because that's something I find myself doing is if uh, I have a a few productive days in a row and then I take one day to myself, I almost feel guilty. And uh, we just shouldn't really think like that because we do deserve time to ourselves and time to relax and things like that. 
That's interesting you say that because uh, I'll lift, you know, five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. But that one, two days a week I don't lift, I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, Yeah, it's you feel guilty about it, right? You feel really guilty. Like, you feel shameful mm-hmm. almost to yourself. Yeah. It's like I'm letting myself down. And it gets really bad. Sometimes I'll, like, I'll miss that day and I'll look in the mirror. I'm like, you fat piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, you almost think, like, you're doing irreparable damage. But, like... You know, in the grand scheme of things, like You're that one, out. yeah, that one missed day isn't like the the harm that comes from that mi- one missed day isn't going to do too much to you. Um, if you really look at it from like a long term perspective, uh, maybe for that week, yeah, it's going to feel like oh, I didn't, you know, um, do what I was supposed to, burn the amount of calories I was supposed to, this or that. But um, really, at the end of it, it probably benefits you more in the long term to take, you know those few breaks every once in a while to let yourself slip up on occasion just more for longevity and mental health yeah exactly yeah i feel like a lot of times especially as like a male especially like me and you both mexican males Mm -hmm. so it's always the way i was raised was just tough it out you know like don't cry about it like yeah i wouldn't say it's a woman's thing to cry but it was more so like it was that unspoken rule like just be a man yeah and that that can be really harmful um because you basically develop these negative coping mechanisms whenever you do experience those negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we see a high rate of like alcoholism and things like that in the, Mexi- in the Mexican community, specifically with Mexican males, because um, we just don't seem to find the right outlets for this pent up uh, aggression, aggression mm-hmm. and self-dissatisfaction. Um, so I really don't think that's healthy at all. And I think that could actually, you know, slowly uh, chip away at your mental health if you're constantly doing that. And um, <clears throat> at, the end of, at the end of the day, we all know that, like, the guy that bottles up his emotions isn't more of a man than the guy who's open about them. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make anybody better, you know? It makes you more of a loose cannon because whenever those emotions get bottled up, mm-hmm. eventually, like, let's say you put coke in a... In a, like a water, uh, water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put Coke in a water bottle, you shake it up enough and at the end explodes as opposed to putting holes in it, letting it pour out. Yeah, exactly. It'd be so much better. And I think me personally, I've always had to, I've always had to struggle and fight with that because I've always thought keep your emotions in. It makes you more of a man. It makes you more sensible and it makes you more logical. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's, it takes more to be a man, to just let your emotions out and talk to people like, hey, when you said that, that kind of hurt my feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. And they might laugh at you and ridicule you, make fun of you, talk behind your back, post things, uh, go to your mom's house, you know, kiss on her a little bit. It's all I've heard, it's all I've heard. But it really, uh, to be to be serious, it really is harder. And I've, I do struggle with it, but I've been, I feel like I've been letting my my emotions out more and that's good yeah it really is good because it makes me more in my head it makes everything more clear my headspace is a lot better because i know whenever i was just struggling with it and just leaving it in there and not saying anything at all mm-hmm. it's like people don't even know what you're going through like if you don't tell yeah. anybody how would they know so me and you have to be mad at you mm-hmm. and you would have yeah i have no idea and so i said hey man like i'm mad at you for this and then you're like oh dang i didn't even know yeah <laughs> you're looking at me like you know exactly what I'm uh, talking about <laughs> that door locked good <laughs> so I'm going to put these uh, blinders down <laughs> no man I agree with you though um, I also have a personal experience like that uh, 
whenever I was uh, feeling... We're kind of set for time, dude, so... Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I was feeling a little depressed, I remember that uh, bottling these emotions up, I had this sense of, like, mental fog where every day I, I just felt disconnected because of the fact that I was just holding everything in and I had so... Like, I had a million thoughts in my head at once. Like you said, just being completely scatterbrained. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I actually started going to therapy and I learned, like, hey, it's not normal to keep all these things to yourself. It's not normal to find these different coping mechanisms to basically put a band-aid over what you have going on in your life. Like it's completely okay to talk about it. It's okay mm-hmm. to let your emotions out. Um, I know people try like to say stuff like, I don't know, like guys just shouldn't be emotional, but I just think that's like really toxic and really, really bad. It's like very old school. Yeah. Yeah. And we always want to, you know, move forward uh, with positive ideas. And that's mm-hmm. just an idea that I think, uh, more people should be aware of but like you said because this whole old school notion of like you know keeping everything in like it's just it's just it doesn't do any good in my opinion mm. i think it's just also like if you have your grandparents around i don't have my grandparents around i have my grandma in mexico but um, do we have the same grandma i think so actually i was looking at you i was like kind of look familiar <laughs> like on the wii whenever you adjust like their settings <laughs> but you just change the height that could be us but uh, I feel like even with my, my dad or my mom, like, I have this role I have to play, and it's, I can't think of it off my head. It's something in, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, role strain or something like that? Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of yeah, that. In psychology? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, for this person, I'm this, and this, I'm this. So it's always like you're changing. So it has to, I think it has to do with also, like, you don't want to let your family down. Yeah. So it's like... How do I become this new person with like what I have going on as well? And it's almost I feel like because we're we're Americanized in a mm-hmm. bit, it, your parents kind of look at you a little weird, and you don't want to let them down or have the, that look that your parents give you yeah. and say something. It just makes you feel awkward, just kind of like alienated from them. It's like, what am I? Am I like an American? Am I a Mexican? Because a Mexican American Mexican like that's that backwards Mexican American Mexican American yeah. It's just, I feel like it's a big strain on you. Like, what am I supposed to do? What boxes am I supposed to hit? What criteria am I supposed to check out? That's true, and I, I agree with you. Like, um, sometimes I feel guilty for not uh, being as culturally connected as others. And um, I, and it just, I don't know, this weird comparison, whenever uh, you think about it, it just, uh, it bothers you, again, um, with just not doing the things that, I guess you could say are culturally associated with being Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I, I also agree with uh, what you said about how you don't want them to basically have the wrong image of you. Like you're really mm-hmm. self-conscious of the person that they see and you really want to be the person that they want to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. So it's almost like I want to I wanna look good for my country, but then it's like I don't live there. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like I don't know what to do. So it's like a, like a what is it? Personal a crisis identity almost? Identity crisis basically, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Mm-hmm. But also to touch base back on what you were saying about like your structure and everything, what's interesting to me is I've seen a lot of uh, documentaries and I've seen a lot of interviews with ex-prisoners. And what I've noticed is before they went in, they were very, like you said, scatterbrained and they didn't really know what to do. They would... And that's how they got into crime. That's like got in trouble all the time. Or like you, that's where you would skip school because you're like, I don't have to do my day. You lose your scheduling of mm-hmm. time. 
And I myself find that a lot. When I get really bored, I start to do stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'll work at four. I have plenty of time. Next thing I know, I look yeah. down at 358. I'm like, dang. So then I feel like a lot of times for them and so for military and for people who were incarcerated, not many people would make that comparison. It's yeah. kind of weird. But <laughs> it gives you that structure yeah. to where you, when you get out, you're like, okay, I need to have this. I need to have this. I need to have this. So do you think that helps you or do you think do you feel like that that plays a role in how your day-to-day things are? Uh yeah, I think that structure definitely helps me. Um I think that I'm better at planning and preparation. Um <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard of the uh what is it? It's like this like the four Ps or something like that. It's Parentheses, like... parenting, <laughs> pendejo. What is it? What is it about? You know what? I might have to like Google this. Later. Yeah, I go ahead. Like the, I think it's like the four P's or the five P's or something like that. It's something that I've been told a lot. While he's um, looking that up, uh, let me go and ask you a question. With your city council uh, campaign and everything, what are you hoping to accomplish? Um, so <clears throat> with that, um, I'm. I guess the main the main overall objective with my campaign is. And uh, hopefully my election is to improve improve the material conditions of the residents of District 2 specifically, but also all the residents of Wichita Falls. And what I mean by that, I mean like I want to be able to use policy as a way to assist people whenever they need help, like... uh, achieving their goals i guess um their mm-hmm. goals when it comes to uh you know um their 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 physical conditions like um i want the city to facilitate um like better infrastructure so that people are able to get to the jobs that they want um <clears throat> better city services so that people don't have to worry so much about things like uh overflowing trash in their neighborhoods and things like that um i know you were saying the other day something about how we should build up downtown and like over uh was it king's food over in that area as well mm-hmm. that there's a lot of nice places over there like two three-story houses that are just being like just deteriorating away was that something you were saying you would like to do or look into yeah or yeah i really want to help uh well there's there's a lot of good work going on downtown right now um our downtown has definitely grown but um, I definitely want to help it, you know, grow even more. Like um, we have like shopping areas and things like that that are, you know, almost like falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to help, I guess, bring in more money, things like that. We have a big problem where we have what's called retail leakage uh, to Oklahoma City, Dallas, places like that, because people just don't want to shop here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be hypocritical for me to say that I haven't done that myself. Um, a lot of our retail leakage does happen into the DFW area, and mm-hmm. I've done that myself. I'm guilty. Where I I don't find anything I like here at the mall, so I go to like the bigger malls in Dallas and stuff like that. So I want to I want to be able to op- like I want our city to be able to offer uh, more shopping and stuff like that, uh, more stores. Um, you know, in order in order to get money moving here instead of having. The dollar basically escape, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to support uh, local businesses strongly. This just doesn't have to be these large retail businesses, but even local businesses. Um, 
I think we really need to keep the dollar in the community. And then whenever you look at the figures of how the dollar stays in the community in regard to race, it's actually almost scary. Um, <clears throat> if I remember this study correctly, a dollar in the white community in Wichita Falls stays within the community for, I believe, a month. Mm -hmm. um, a dollar in the Hispanic community stays within the Hispanic community for about a day. Sounds um, about white, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, looking at that, like, that shows that there is a need for the city to support these Hispanic-owned small businesses. But also, there's a need for our communities to support each other mm -hmm. um, and our communities to support themselves in a way. Makes sense. I really do like that. That's interesting. I've seen that in other places, too, where it won't often exchange hands from, uh, like, uh, Caucasian, white, <clears throat> whatever you want to say. It usually stays with them for a long time. But yeah. then as, like, uh, anyone else, you know, mm -hmm. Mexican, black, Chinese. Yeah. Mm, Arabian? That's a race. Uh, I think with, with uh, I'm, I'm sure you're probably, like, referring to, like, Middle Eastern people. I think yes. with them. Uh, it stays a little bit longer, if I remember correctly. That would make sense because they usually two weeks. But mm. again, don't don't quote me on this. We're uh, quoting you, so if anybody wants to sue uh, Luis <laughs> <laughs> Martinez, <laughs> 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 no, I definitely should have relooked at the numbers, but it's just a rough idea. You know, it's just giving you an estimate, um, and that's specifically here for Wichita Falls. That isn't for like the whole U.S. or anything. So. Yeah. <clears throat> if somebody wanted to look that up, what would they what would they put in or how would they check that out? Um, this is actually something that I'm going to be posting on my campaign website. Mm -hmm. um, so if anybody is curious about that, I would encourage them to shoot me an email. And then once my website is fully developed, I'll actually send them the link to my website. I think that'd probably be best um, because... I re it's a study done by a businessman here, and I don't think he like published it like on Google or mm -hmm. a website or anything. Uh, I know it has been passed around throughout the community, so I can you know get my hands on it, obviously, and just send it to somebody if they like. So that'd be really cool. Actually, <clears throat> um, is there anything you'd like to plug or anything before you head out? Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I have an official, I guess, campaign Twitter page that I definitely like to. Uh, plug real quick if that's okay and uh, my e my campaign email as well mm -hmm. uh, just so people can reach out to me in case they have any questions or if they want to support maybe even donate you know uh, that'd be that'd be pretty good I'll never turn down a donation also for the podcast if you want to donate let me know <laughs> <laughs> um, so my uh, Twitter is at Luis L-U-I-S Edgar Serna E-D-G-A-R S-E-R-N-A um, and you can also reach out to my uh, campaign email, which is, uh, you can just, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely plug everything in for some reason you can't read it or hear it very well. Then I'll plug it in under this, under the information, everything. So if you want to get in contact with Luis or I, everything should be under there. Yeah, and I, I do actually have my email now, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, Luis at Luis for WFDistrict2.com. And what is District 2? Real uh, quick question. So cities are divided into segments, right? Sort of like how uh, we have Congress in mm -hmm. the United States that divides the country into congressional districts. This is basically the same thing, just on a smaller scale. So in Wichita Falls, our city is divided into five separate city council districts. Mm -hmm. um, their elections all take place at different times, different years, um, and this year. 
Uh, there's an election for the city councilor for District 1 and District 2. Uh, I'm running for District 2, which encompasses the east side, uh, downtown, mm -hmm. part of Linwood, and then a section of the avenues. Um, and you're located in District 2, aren't you? Yeah, so I actually live in District 2. I've lived in, my di in District 2 my whole life, other than the time that I was in uh, the military. So I'm super familiar with the good and the bad of this area. And my campaign office is also located in District 2. So your local raise, local bread, local... <laughs> local boy. Good old local boy. We love him. <laughs> but uh, I think that's all the questions we, <laughs> we have today for Luis. Thanks you, thank you once again for showing on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to everybody. What's up? I was shaking your hand. Oh, you can't see, but we're shaking hands right now. I Maybe let's try to make a noise with our hands while okay. we're shaking them. Uh, and that's what a good handshake sounds like. <laughs> and if you want a good handshake from a honest politician, come and check out Louise. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, come and check out anyone but Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Uh huh? Huh? <laughs> I don't know what this is.